Good morning. This is John Murtha coming to you from 89.1 Power Radio from Lorain, Ohio. We're very happy you tuned in today on this rainy spring morning. And uh, rain is really kind of nice. It makes everything kind of clean and yeah. refreshes yes. and replenishes mm-hmm. coming off this uh, resurrection uh, season. Uh, I'm here at the station in Lorain, Ohio with our station engineer, Wanda Ewing. Good morning, Wanda. Good morning. And my good assistant, David Abood. Good morning. Good to be here, John. Yeah, good to be here this morning. This oh, is yeah, the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. And again, uh, very, very happy that we have this radio station and able to come on here every Saturday morning as the other programs are. <clears throat> and we've been talking uh, these past couple of weeks because we're in the time of the passion, the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We, we talked a couple of weeks ago about the crucifixion, and then last, then we talked about the resurrection, and we looked at the scripture, mm-hmm. Old Testament, New Testament. And so now next thing on the church calendar would be Pentecost. And of course, that's, some would call that the birthday of the church, mm-hmm. the coming of the Holy Spirit. And so I thought we would focus the program, at least this Saturday, maybe it'll go over to another Saturday, is the person of the Holy Spirit, the doctrine of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, and what is its application or relevance to our lives as believers today? Right. Not just for believers, but for unbelievers, because mm-hmm. one of the things the Holy Spirit does is convicts of righteousness, mm-hmm. and there's all kinds of things that the Holy Spirit does. But uh, we're going to look at that today, and I just want to start way at the beginning in, in the book of uh, Genesis, uh, chapters 1. Uh, verse 1 and 2, and if anybody would like to call in, you might have a question or something, a comment or an insight. Our number here is 440-399-3044. Again, that's 440-399-3044. And if you're having a problem hearing us on the radio, you can live stream us on your computer, and that would be at www.nzn.org. WNZN.org. And so, uh, yeah, let's start at the very beginning. And you yeah. look at chapter 1 of Genesis, uh, maybe verse uh, 1 and 2. David, do you sure. hear that? Okay. Yeah, the beginning. In the beginning, God created the heavens and earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Okay, so here we see some very interesting things. Yeah. Number one, in the beginning, God. Notice the Bible begins with God. Yeah. It doesn't give us 10 reasons why God existed. God just makes a proclamation in yeah. the beginning, God. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the, just like our, in our own lives. We should start every morning, begin every morning with God. You know, begin our lives with God. Seek ye first the kingdom of yes. God. Always put yeah. God first because he's first in creation. Of course, he's first in the Bible. But it says, in the beginning, God created... So here we see God, mm-hmm. and then, of course, we're going to know that Jesus, as you get to the New Testament, is the creator. All things were made by him. Without him, nothing was made. John chapter 1, Colossians chapter 1. But it says here in verse 2, The earth was without form and void and darkness on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God mm-hmm. was hovering over the face of the of the waters. So here we see the Spirit of God right there in verse 2, yes. right at the very beginning. Yeah. We have the introduction of what we're later going to call either the Spirit of God or the Holy Spirit. And we're going to see that transcends. It goes all the way through the scriptures. Mm-hmm. And what is the reason and the purpose for the Spirit of God? Now, one thing we're going to learn as we go into the Holy Spirit and the uh, 
function, if you will, or the role of the Holy Spirit is it was an enabler. It was it's an invisible person we're going to see in the moment in the Trinity. You have the Father, the mm-hmm. Son, and the Holy Spirit. And again, that is way back even in the Old Testament. If you look at, for example, Isaiah chapter 48, Isaiah chapter 48, uh, just to kind of set it up a little bit, uh, Isaiah chapter 48, verse 16. Uh, maybe you have that. Otherwise, I'll, I'll, I could read that. Uh, it just kind of tells us a little about the Holy Spirit here. Isaiah yes. 40, oh, you got it, Dave? Uh, yeah, sure. Isaiah 48, <clears throat> verse 16. Come near me and listen to this. From the first announcement, I have not spoken in secret. At the times, at the time it happens, I am there. And now the Sovereign Lord has sent me endowed with his Spirit. Okay. Uh, some translations say, now the Lord God and his Spirit have sent me. Yeah. So here you see again, he says, this is from the beginning. This is not a secret uh, this is for you to know. It's a revelation yeah. from God. Mm-hmm. And what is it? The Lord God sent me. We're going to see later. This is the mm-hmm. person of Jesus Christ. Yeah. How? By his spirit. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about the Trinity, you'll see this even at the baptism of our Lord at the River Jordan. Yeah. Where the God says, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And at that time, the Holy Spirit is coming down in the form of a dove, and of course we see the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So we see the ministry of Jesus begins with that Father, Son, mm-hmm. Holy Spirit. And Matthew 28, when he commissions us, he says, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name, singular, yeah. of the Father, Father Son, Son, and Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. So when it. we get to the Trinity, right. we'll see that, the, the triune God. Yeah. But right today we're going to focus specifically on the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And, you know, it, it was kind of interesting. I, I, I asked a few people before the show who the Holy Spirit was. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and I heard, uh, well, you know, we, we know it's part of the Trinity. Uh, we, we think it's a gender is female. And, um, you know, th- there was very little substance. And, uh, you know, honestly, John, even before this week, uh, I didn't know that much about the Holy Spirit uh-huh. other than what most people um, were taught in, uh, you know, um, their Bible school when they were in, you know, grade school. Right. But, you know, if you take a look at it, um, we-, we need to notice that the Holy Spirit is a unique person and not simply a power or an influence. He is spoken of as a he, not as an it. Um, And so if you look at Ephesians 4.30, it says we have to understand that the Spirit of God, the third person of the Trinity, is personal. As a person, he may be grieved. And so I think that's really important because as you and I were talking about in the car, um, you know, he's our advocate. Uh, He was involved in creation. He came upon particular people at particular times for particular tasks, like uh, Gideon for leadership in Judges 6. Samson for strength in Judges 15. He was promised by the Father. Um, and John, uh, the, the baptized links, uh, John's baptism of Jesus links him, um, you know, with God. Jesus, the Spirit-filled man, Luke 3. And so, uh, you know, it's, it, it's quite an interesting uh, part of the Bible that we have to understand. And all of the Word of God was influenced by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, all the prophecies, everything. So it's a very important category to talk about. So let's look at number one. He's deity. He's as as you say, he's not a force. Some will say, well, he's an invisible force like electricity or gravity. Some cults will actually say that he's not a person. But the scripture does not allow that because 
it, he, it attributes to the Holy Spirit qualities or attributes that belong to God alone. Mm-hmm. For example, he's omnipresent. We see that even back what we just read in Genesis. Yeah. He covers the whole earth. The Holy Spirit is hovering over the entire earth. But if you look at Psalm 139, Psalm 139, verse 7, it, it makes this statement, uh, uh, this is a very powerful uh, yeah, I got psalm about uh, the, uh, how God is, is, is everywhere. He's, he's, he's uh, omnipresent. Yeah. So if you look at sure. Psalm 139, verse, verse 7, seven where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? You see that? Yeah. Where can I go? And, and he goes on to say, if I go into heaven, you are there. If mm-hmm. I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning. But he's saying, where can I go from your spirit? Yeah. The only presence, yeah. the fact that God is everywhere, mm-hmm. belongs to the Holy Spirit too. Yeah. So as you study scripture, you compare scripture with scripture, it's rather clear uh, who the Holy Spirit is. And that's where people mistake it because they don't study it. They make these statements that are, they're just not scriptural. Right. They might think this uh-huh. or have a feeling about that. Mm-hmm. But right here we see he is omnipresent. Okay, the other thing about the Holy Spirit is he he's, he knows, he's omniscient. That is to say, when God is omniscient, he means he knows all our thoughts. He knows yes. our inner motives. <clears throat> he's he's not only every place, mm-hmm. but he's, he's, he's all knowing. And you'll see that in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Verse ten. Yeah, his. You know, so it has the intelligence, the attributes that only a person can have, right? And now we're going to look at the intelligence of the Holy Spirit. Right, not yeah. just the intelligence, but that He's everywhere. I mean, right. We have intelligence, or angels sure. have intelligence, but they're not every. They don't have that attribute that only God has. That He's everywhere. If you look at First Corinthians, chapter two. Verse 10 right, I and 11, yeah. if you have it. Yeah, these are the things God has revealed to us by His Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? Do you see that? Yeah. How deep things? He yeah. knows everything. You know, see, uh-huh. he's, he's omniscient. He Not only is He everywhere, but He's all-knowing. Yeah. And again, you cannot apply that to humans. You can't right. apply that to angels. You can't apply that to the devil. No. Only God has that attribute. And it's, you see that somewhat stated in Revelations chapter 4, verse 5, where John has that yeah. revelation of God in heaven, and he sees God seated on a throne. But if you look uh, in verse 5, he says something very interesting. Now, this is like, a, this is what you call apocalyptic language or symbolic language, but he sees this throne. But look what it says in verse 5. Okay. Uh, from the throne came flashes of, of lightning, rumblings, and peals of thunder. In front of the throne, seven lamps were blazing. These are the seven spirits of God. You see the seven spirits yeah. of God. Now, seven, in, we know, especially right. in Revelation, is completion or perfection. perfection. Right. So these could, we're going to see later, these could be the, the four, the seven attributes of the Holy Spirit. Yes. But it also yeah. says... Um, the seven lamps of burning, which are the seven spirits of God. Mm-hmm. It could. It's, it says before the throne there was a sea of glass, and in the midst of the throne, the throne, four living creatures yeah. full of eyes. It could indicate that He's only present. He, his eyes, He sees everything. Yes. Seven, yeah. and we'll see that again if we study in Isaiah. Right. And so finally, 
uh, you look at the fact that he's omnipotent. Well, we kind of saw that with right. uh, he is the create. You know, he uh -huh. assisted creation. Genesis chapter one verse two, Luke chapter one verse thirty five. We see he is present at creation, but he's also present in recreation. That is to say, in our new birth when God's through his yes through what Jesus has accomplished. We just studied that death and resurrection. Mm -hmm. uh, the Holy Spirit comes and starts this process of recreation. Yes. And that's very important. We're going to pick that up. Yeah. So, again, why this is so important on many levels is because when Jesus ascended, uh, he says, I'm going to go away. Well, let's turn to John chapter 14 for a minute. We can just set this up. John chapter 14. And, of course, this is what Jesus is this is his last, so to speak, conversation before his death, uh -huh. uh, before he's going to go um, with, uh, really, basically, he died and, and buried and resurrected, and 40 days later, he's going to ascend to heaven. Right. But he, he's given his followers these last very significant instructions. This is not teaching the multitudes anymore. Mm -hmm. He's with the uh, his followers, his close followers at this time. And if you notice uh, what he says in John uh, chapter 14, mm -hmm. okay? one. if yes. you have that, you will see where he says in verse 16. Okay. He says something very important. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. Do you see that? He's going away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, but we're not going to be orphanless. We're yes. not going to, now, you can imagine mm -hmm. how these guys felt. Oh, yeah. Because... They've been with our Lord now for three uh -huh. years. They've been close to him. They've seen the miracles. They Heck see him yeah. raise the dead. He's given him incredible, not just information and, and knowledge, but mm -hmm. he's also given him prophecy. Yes. But he's leaving. You know, yeah. now what's, yes. you know, and these guys are not powerful, uh, influential people of their day. They weren't like uh, uh, the emperor, the proconsul, yeah. a wealthy uh -huh. celebrity. These are meager. Uh, fishermen, tax collectors. Oh, yeah. He's like, they're not real sure, but he says, look, I'm not going to leave you. And not only that, I'm going to pray to my Father. Here you see the Trinity. I will pray to the Father. Remember, Jesus ever liveth to make intercession for us. He will give you another, the Helper. That's going to be, we're going to see in a minute, mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit, that he might abide with you forever. That's a very important point. Yeah. When the Holy Spirit, in the Old Testament, we're going to look, it came upon the prophets of God. Mm -hmm like on King Saul, but it could be lifted from them. Yes. Because the Holy Spirit left Saul in the Old yes. Testament when he turned his back on God. David prays, take not thy Holy Spirit from me, Psalm 51. But that's not true in the New Testament. It's because right. we're sealed. Right. We'll, in other words, we're, we're, it's like uh, we're a child. Your children will always be your children, David. Yeah. No matter what they do, they're yeah. always good. My children will always be my children. You see? It's yeah. a, so then he says this. He just starts describing it. He says, yeah. verse 17, John chapter 14, the spirit of truth. Yeah. So now, number one, we see he's going to be a helper. Now we see some of his function. He's the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it doesn't see him. Yeah. Therefore, see, the, we live in a world they want to see stuff. Oh, yeah. 
That's why sure. man always gravitates to idolatry. Yeah. yeah. He wants to see things. He I wants to feel stuff. things. He yeah. wants to, right. But we yeah. move by faith. Right. Yeah. We Christians mm-hmm. move in an unseen world. Sure. You see? Mm-hmm. And I told somebody, really, the world, the most important things in this life are unseen. Mm-hmm. I, I talked to a scientist. He goes, well, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. I says, did you just, do you, do you ever see your thoughts? Yeah. Uh, no, I never did see my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Do you ever see the words you speak? Mm-hmm. No. Do you think your thoughts and your words are pretty important? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Do you ever see gravity? He goes, no. I said, aren't you happy there's gravity and we're not sitting on the ceiling this morning? <laughs> yeah. I, said, I said, there's so many yeah. things. You, you don't see the air you breathe yeah. unless you live in Los yeah. Angeles. You know, yeah. <laughs> but what I'm getting at, what I'm getting at, the most important things in life mm-hmm. we don't see. Yeah. The most important thing in life is the Holy Spirit indwelling us and we don't see it. That's why the world can't grasp it. To, to us, it's the most precious thing. Do you yeah. understand? Any comment on this, Wanda or David? Just a thought. One thing about the Holy Spirit. Um, the journey with him, there's never a dull moment. And what I mean by that is this. Those things that are unseen, there's a level that if we continue to walk in him and grow in him and seek him, those things, you can see the unseen just like folks see the seen. But it takes time and, and, and a journey, just, just like a marriage. Yeah, yeah. Just, just like any mm-hmm. other relationship. You, you, take, you take time and you cultivate and you, and you make sure that that, that other person, that significant other, that spouse, knows without a shadow of a doubt you are the one and the only. When you have that type of relationship with the Father through the Spirit, you can begin to experience seeing the unseen just like those here see the seen. Exactly right. You bring up a very good point. Hebrews chapter 11, it says, faith is the evidence of things not seen. Okay? And it talks all in Hebrews 11 about men of God, women of God, who were moved by things unseen. Mm -hmm. But to Wanda's point, we, we know... By faith, we're surrounded by an angelic realm. Yes. We know there's a demonic realm. We know we have a soul, even yeah. though we don't see a soul. Yes. We know that in God we live and move and have our very yes. being, that he's all around us. We know he'll never leave us nor forsake us. I don't see these things, but they're more real to us mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. the things we see. That's Why? True. Because if we were to sit in this room, for let's yeah. say we had the capacity to sit in this room for a thousand years, for two thousand years, mm-hmm. ten thousand years, twenty. Mm-hmm. What would happen to all these chairs and tables? Oh, yeah, it would start right. dissolving. Yeah, right. Start dissolving. Mm-hmm. It start Absolutely. dissolving. Absolutely. See, they're going to pass away. Pass Heaven away. and earth shall pass away. Yeah. But that's why when man puts everything in the temporal mm-hmm. and nothing yeah. on the eternal, yeah. he, he's got everything flipped. Yes. Use the temporal to affect the eternal. Don't. Is forsake the eternal by focusing on the temporal. We only got, you know, 80 years, 90 years here. That's it, folks. But to show you the power of this, just last month I was in Rome. You know, we were doing first century Christianity. And we were able to get into the, the prison, the dungeon where the Apostle Paul yeah. was kept. Yeah. Some think he was kept there right before he was beheaded. Right. There's good proof that he actually stayed there. It was, you had to go down all these steps. It was almost like a sewer. And you were down there, and there was like a hole in the ceiling where they dropped food to him and stuff. And it was probably pretty much pitch dark. Mm. How could he say in that prison, 
rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And how could he write letters like Ephesians and Colossians and Philippians that still encourages us to this day? He's writing that from like a solitary confinement dungeon. You know why? Because Colossians chapter one, he Mm -hmm. says, because why? This is the greatest mystery hidden all the ages. What is it? Christ in you, the hope of glory. See, he knew that. In a very high level. Yes. You, you know, and so to Wanda's point and to your point, mm-hmm. you, you take a look at the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. What I found interesting is it filled individuals temporarily for various kinds of service. Mm-hmm. In the New Testament age, the indwelling spirit is a permanent act. Mm-hmm. So when we take a look at 1 Corinthians 3, mm-hmm. 16, you know, it says here, do you not know that you are God's temple now, yes. that God's spirit lives in you? That's right. what you're talking about. Yes. That's the conversion with Paul. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, and then you look at Romans 8, 9. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. Absolutely. If indeed the spirit of God lives in you, now if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, this person does not belong to him. So the new age, when Christ went on the cross for us, he, the perfect sacrifice was pierced, and then he rose from the dead. Mm-hmm. That We are now the vessels for him if we take Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Right. And by doing that, that's the power we get from the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. He resides in, uh, yes. in us, yeah. and he convicts us of our sin. Yes. Right. And man, I see that every day, and it is hard because yeah. you know that's not you saying, mm-hmm. hey, why did you do that? Why did you say that? Yeah. Why are you acting that way? Yes. So yes. you get convicted by him every day, yes. and that's what he's trying to turn you into Christ. You hit it dead on, David. Just like, case in point, quickly, last week, there were some things that were bugging me to my core. And what do I do? I come and I talk to my fellow prayer partners, John and David. And I was so bothered. And I took this past week, and I went deeper, and I doubled up on my time with the Lord, and I doubled up on the time that I spent and I pushed away the plate and said, Father, these things are before me. And before I knew it, I stopped whining about it and I let him minister to me and he changed that very thing and he changed my outlook on it. The thing didn't change, but he changed my outlook on it. And when we came back today and David and John said, how are you, Wanda? Well, I said, I had a great week. <laughs> I didn't get to tell them why, but I'm telling them right now. Yeah. <laughs> they know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but that's what you do. You right. take your cares and you dump them on the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. He can handle it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. He can handle it. Yeah. Right. And he'll renew you and he'll refresh you yeah. and he'll give you that umph and that strength. And then he'll teach you how to deal with the things that bother you. Yeah. That's a good point. Absolutely. You covered Amen several good that, points, Wanda. Wanda. One, you end it by saying he's a teacher. Mm-hmm. See, that's what Jesus says. He'll lead you into all truth. Yes. There's things the Holy Spirit can show you you could never learn in college. Yes. You can so. never even got a piece. You 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 could get a revelation mm-hmm. from God and you'll say, Where did that come from? But yep. all of a sudden I have insight or a knot's been untied yes. because God by his Holy Spirit has showed you something. Yep. The other thing is he's a comforter. Yes. Mm-hmm. Remember this only Jesus says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Yes. We fail people. People yes. fail us. Yes. You know, people walk out, people walk in, yes. whatever. But he'll never leave you nor yeah. forsake you. That's one of the reasons we're sealed by the Holy Spirit. We'll talk about that when mm-hmm. we talk about the Trinity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Number three, he's a comforter. And and sometimes we need comforting. Yeah. We, need a, yeah. we need a reassurance yeah. 
<laughs> we need reassurance. Am I right? Yeah. Oh yeah. That we're secure. Yeah. That we're he, he's with us. He's yeah. he started a good work in us. Mm -hmm. yeah. So all of these things. See, Jesus really, in his earthly ministry, he could only be one place at one time. Mm -hmm. That was part of his humanity. He was fully God, but he's not so the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. This is proof of the, of the unique structure of the Godhead, or what we call the Trinity. Yeah. That God can be in heaven. John sees God on a throne in heaven, yet the Holy Spirit, God himself, was dwelling in John. Mm -hmm. You understand? Yes. Now, unbelievers will say, I can't, I don't understand. Yeah, well, <laughs> welcome to the, <laughs> these yeah. are mysteries, but they're revealed mysteries. In the scripture, just like when somebody says, well, I can't understand the Trinity. I say, yeah. I don't believe in the Trinity because I fully understand it. I believe in the Trinity because it's fully revealed yes. in God's word. Yeah. Now, yeah. I believe that the more you press into that, the more you'll understand about the Trinity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You understand? Yes. Uh, there's mystery. We're surrounded by mystery. I don't Heck know yeah. how God spoke and the universe came into it. I can't understand yeah. eternity. You know, <laughs> where, where's, where's infinity? <laughs> well, one more plus one more. Yes. You know, I don't, I yeah. don't understand. I don't understand who sustains us mm -hmm. when you sleep at night. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, the earth, you know, this. And yet if you, if you, if your nose senses a little bit of smoke or a little bit of, it'll wake you. Right up. Yes. Why, why is that? Yeah. You know, it, and when you take a look at our seasons too, the rebirth that happens every year, you mm -hmm. know, how how do the plants know? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think we always say you need to look at nature to understand, you know, there is a God that created this. The other thing is, if you look at John 16, 5 through 15, you'll see that the Holy Spirit helps teach others our faith. And he is our advocate, like John said. So this Jesus, but now I am going to him who sent me. None of you ask me, where are you going? Rather, you are filled with grief because I have said these things. But very truly, I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he will prove the world to be in wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment about sin because people do not believe in me about righteousness because I am going to the Father where you can see me no longer and about judgment because the prince of this world now stands condemned. Yeah, so we see yeah. all these attributes, all these yeah. all these functions of the Holy Spirit right. to convict, to, mm -hmm. to, to educate, to lead us into yeah. truth, to reveal to us, to comfort us, yeah. to let us know. To help us teach our faith. Exactly right. Yeah. To, we're going to see this, yeah. that he actually empowers us. But right. in terms of gifting us, we're going to see that one of the things the Holy Spirit especially in the New Testament, he's a giver of gifts. Okay, but this yeah. starts in the Old Testament. Look at Exodus chapter 31 for a moment. Look at Exodus chapter 31. And I don't know if you have that, Wanda. Mm -hmm. Exodus 31. If you could read um, verse 1 through 5, please. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, See, I have called by name Bezalel the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. I have filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom and in understanding and in knowledge and in manner of workmanship to devise cunning works to work in gold and in silver and in brass and in cuttings of stones to set them and in carving of timber to work in all manner of workmanship. Okay, thank you, Wanda. Mm -hmm. This is a very important point. Now, these guys probably had a certain skill level mm -hmm. that they had. But notice, God says what? I have filled him with what? Spirit. The Spirit of God, God. Mm -hmm. in wisdom, 
understanding and knowledge. We're going to see in the New Testament, those are things we can pray for. Right. So this is a very important, this is Old Testament where the Holy Spirit came upon people, mm -hmm. and but it empowered them to do work, mm -hmm. to do art, mm -hmm. uh, to write music, if you will. We can pray for these things mm -hmm. in our daily life. Mm -hmm. it, yeah. Lord, give me wisdom so I can be a better administrator. Yeah. Lord, give me wisdom, knowledge, I can be a better communicator. Yeah. Lord, give, these are things that the Holy Spirit empowers us. We're going to see in yes. a moment what the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And, and we all have uh, different gifts. We all have different all gifts. Us. Wisdom, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, discernment, mm -hmm. etc. But he also, I believe, we can ask God uh, for these things. Yes. Mm -hmm. This was their everyday work, yeah. but it was glorifying yeah. God. Right. Okay? When these guys leave the scene and they die, their works are going to t testify yes. of, of, the, of, of, of the beauty of God. Mm -hmm. You know? And so, but they were enabled to do this because God filled them with the Holy Spirit. Yes. It's a very powerful thing yeah. when we see that, uh, how the Holy Spirit empowered these guys. Yeah. So, so what does the Holy Spirit do? You touched on it, David, where the Holy Spirit, number one, indwells us. Yeah. That is such an important point. If you look at 2 Corinthians chapter 6, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 16, um, but maybe even before we go there, let's stop it again at John chapter 14 because this is where it sets it up. This is the big pivotal moment, or they call this a transitional moment. If you look at John chapter 14, we were looking at that. Um, notice verse 16 and 17. This is John chapter 14, verse 16 and 17. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even the spirit of truth. Whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth in you. He dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. That was your credit. That you see that. That that's he key. says. Yeah. Now he dwells. Yeah. He dwells with you, yeah. but he will future tense be in you. Yes. Mm -hmm. That yeah. is after the death and resurrection and the coming of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. That's that's why it's so important. Yeah. To realize this covenant, this yes. this um, there's a huge change in God's relationship to man mm -hmm. in terms of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. The Old Testament, God came upon them. New Testament, mm -hmm. God comes in them. Yeah, do you, do you yeah. understand this? And and that's where you see the work of the Holy Spirit, our Big. our individual transformations. Yes. Big and, time, and that's the key. So. I don't want to take away from where you're going next, but you know, in, in addition to Paul, I, I think one of the big characters that that, uh, that I always was attracted to in the Bible was Peter. Mm -hmm. And you take a look at how unstable, impulsive, and insecure he was, yeah. and the fact he denied Christ three times. He was a coward. He he hid. And then what happens after the resurrection? He gets converted like he's Superman, mm -hmm. and starts to preach with conviction. He gets. He gets hung upside down and, and murdered yeah. in, in Jesus' name. That's the conversion yeah. that happens when the Holy Spirit exactly, is in you. Exactly, right, and, right. And yeah. so when you take a look at that model, for me, that that shows me there is a Holy Spirit. Yeah. He is living in me, yeah. and i got a lot of work to do to, to be worthy of it. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's that transitional thing. Yeah. Old Testament, come upon. Right. New Testament, after the ascension and the coming yeah. of the Holy Spirit, dwells inward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's... That's a game changer. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why when you come to First Corinthians chapter 6, Paul speaks, he's speaking to the, uh, the uh, Second Corinthians chapter 6, verse 16. 
he's speaking to this church in Corinth, which wasn't a good. This church had issues. Okay, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, <laughs> he really kind of rebukes them and scolds them because of misbehavior and carnality and divisions and this and that. Mm -hmm. But look at look at what he says in verse sixteen. Chapter 6, verse 16. And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are, for ye are the temple of the living God. There you go. As God hath said, I will dwell in him, in them and walk in them. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. See that? Yeah. that that's close union. Yeah. But he says, I'm in yeah. you. Think about that for a minute. Yeah. And, and he's, say, he's saying here... Um, this is a brand new commandment, uh, a brand new promise, and he's given it to the the, the, the people here yeah. uh, in Corinth, yeah. and they don't necessarily walk uh, wisely all the time. But the idea being, of course, is that uh, you are a temple. So yeah. Turn to First Corinthians, same church he wrote this letter earlier. This is a very early letter, quite honestly. First Corinthians, look what he says in First Corinthians chapter three, verse sixteen. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? Did you see that? Yeah. You see, a lot of believers don't fully no. comprehend uh -uh. or apprehend mm -hmm. that we are a temple of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. There was one temple in the Old Testament, yeah. only one, right. where the presence of God dwelt in the Holy right. of Holies. And that was... Yeah, you had the tabernacle, and then you had the temple, and then... When you Christ the, came, we became the temple. The veil's cut, right. and now we become, we have access, not only access into, but yeah. we have access into the presence of God, but the right. presence of God is now access into us. That, that's, that's, the, what, that's the hard thing to comprehend. You think hard. about what happened even in the tabernacle, how they had the fence around it, how the tribes had to stay around mm -hmm. it, how only the lead priest could even go to the veil. They had to make sacrifices yeah. before they came in. I guess when I put myself back in that place and think about who could even go in it, and now to say that the Holy Spirit's dwelling in me, mm -hmm. holy cow, I'm not worthy of that. None of us are. But so the, that's, that, 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 that's really the the core of our um, our foundational that's beliefs, everything. the transformation. Yeah. And why this is so important today is because, look, tomorrow millions and millions of people are going to go to a church tomorrow, right? Yeah, Around sure, the world, right. Sunday, whatever. Mm -hmm. Maybe this evening. Mm -hmm. So many do not realize this is the essence of mm -hmm. Christianity. This is. Some think it's, I'm going to live a moral life, I'm going to contribute mm -hmm. to the poor, I'm going to do this, I'm going to sing, I'm going to be in the choir. These are all good things, don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But the essence of the Christian faith is, <clears throat> is that once I was dead, but now I'm alive. Right. And that he that hath the Son hath mm -hmm. life. You yeah. see, God is now, to as many as received mm -hmm. him, to them he gave the power or the privilege to become a child. That's it. Yeah. You're either dead or alive spiritually mm -hmm. there's no right. there's That's no right. in between now yeah, once you become right. alive yeah. as peter says mm -hmm. as a newborn mm -hmm. baby desire the sincere mm -hmm. milk of the word then we start walking put yeah. off the old man put yeah. on the new man confess christ learn how to pray learn how to intercede for right. others start walking in the fullness of, of the holy spirit but that's the, this thing because if if you don't have this i mean mm -hmm. look at first corinthians chapter 13 what he says at the end here uh uh uh, uh, let me see. Uh, I'm sorry. Look at uh, uh, 2 Corinthians. Um, at the very end, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 13. And uh, look what he says in verse 5. Examine yourselves, whether ye be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobates? 
you see that? He's, he's writing this to a Christian yeah. church member. Wow. And he's saying, examine, test, figure this out for yourselves. Yeah. Only, nobody can do this for you. Uh, you know, I can't do it for you, David. David can't do it for no. Wada Wada. Uh-uh. Is yeah. have individual you, one. Have, it's, yeah. it's like marriage. Yes. You got to know. If I say to somebody, are you married? And they say, gee, that's a good question. I'm not for sure. Maybe I hope so. Just like if you ask somebody if they're a Christian yeah. and they say, I don't know. I yeah. hope so. I did some good deeds. Yeah. If they don't know that they committed their life to Jesus right. Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And then as a result of that commitment, their lives were transformed from that day mm-hmm. forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what Paul's talking about here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Examine yourselves. Yeah. And what's the, what's the litmus test? Is Christ in you? Yeah. Yeah. That's the Holy Spirit of God. Yeah. Is he... Think about that for a second. Think so, about that. You know, so even though the body is dying as we get older, we, we are reborn and we're looking at eternal life, you know, especially if we do this properly, yeah. the way God intended it, because he wanted to save us. Yes, uh, I mean, so, you know, John, I wouldn't be sitting here if the Holy Spirit didn't convict me to do more with my faith. Uh-huh. Yeah. I wouldn't be here. Yeah. And, and there's other things I wouldn't be doing in the church with the men's group if I wasn't being convicted. And that's what he does. Yeah. So listen to that voice. Yeah. And he will also help you teach. You know how many times you've said to me, because if people come up to me and they ask me questions, half the time I might not know the answer mm-hmm. or the quote in the Bible, uh-huh. but I just tell them my story. And and that's transformational too about just where you've been, what you're doing now. So he will give you everything you need if you trust in him and walk the right path. Yeah. Right, you're right. It doesn't right. matter what level you're at. No, he's yeah. the great enabler. And that's why even a young person in the faith can have incredible spiritual insight even 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 the apostles they again they weren't gifted they weren't scribes they weren't mm-hmm. pharisees they weren't taught you know i mean they were they were probably taught in the synagogue but they weren't taught at a high level right but when they mm-hmm. after pentecost yeah. even the religious leaders in jerusalem said who are these guys they're Galilee, they're unlearned men but then they said they took notice that they had been with jesus yeah, yeah. see that's why yeah. intelligence will only take you so far you see that's no farther. No. We have a high yeah. level of intelligence in the world today. Yes. High level yeah. of, of information, intelligence, mm-hmm. education. But has man really changed in the heart of man? You know, does he still steal? Right. Is yeah. there still bias oh, yeah. and prejudice uh-huh. and cruelty and meanness and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah. Because we don't walk in the Holy Spirit. You know, we don't understand the commands of God and being empowered by the Holy Spirit of God. But here we see, yes. if we are in him, he will enable us. And then by the time you come to Galatians, we see some of the, the effects of um, the Holy Spirit of God. Well, first of all, as Christians, if you turn to Acts chapter 1, this is the famous uh, departure uh, speech that Jesus gives. We looked at uh, this, Acts chapter 1. Uh, this is the Luke where he says in verse 1, the former account I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus both to do with the teach. Well, a couple interesting things here. Number one, he's writing to a guy whose name is Theophilus. You know what that means in Greek? Theo, philo, lover of God. God. Yeah. Isn't that an interesting yeah. name? They have a name yeah. like that, yeah. <laughs> Theophilus. Yeah. He's, he's talking about the, the gospel of Luke, uh-huh. the things I wrote before that Jesus both began to both to do and to teach. Right. Until the day which he was taken up. That's his ascension. Through what? The Holy Spirit. That's the empowerment. Mm-hmm. Had given commands to the apostles. So we here we see he through the Holy... 
all the command, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. And he's saying here, yes. when Jesus was talking, mm -hmm. he's given through the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. of God all this information. To whom he also presented himself alive, resurrection, after his sufferings, crucifixion, by many infallible proofs. If you mm -hmm. want to look at the evidence, it's there. Yeah, it's if you there. don't want to look at it, okay. Yeah, you're Okay. <clears throat> They say to him, uh, he says, go in Jerusalem and wait. Uh, he says, for the promise of the Father, for John truly baptized you with water. That's John the Baptist, mm -hmm. repentance. But you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. That's, yeah. the, that's the birthday of the church, what yes. we call Pentecost. Uh -huh. Therefore, when they said, they came together, they said, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? They thought it was end time. That he's going to set up the messianic ah, yes. kingdom. Mm -hmm, he's mm -hmm. king of kings. He's lord of lords. Right. He one day will when he, in mm -hmm. his second coming when he's king of kings and lord of lords. But he says, he says, don't. It basically, he says, don't worry about it. He says, it is. It's not for you to know the times and seasons which is in the Father's put under his. But you shall receive power. Yeah. There's the other thing about the Holy Spirit. It yeah, empowers okay. us. Oh yeah. Empowers us. Heck yeah. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you shall be witnesses to me, Jerusalem, in Judea, Samaria. We see where it says the ends of the earth. Uh -huh. Well, that includes America. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the ends of the earth. But that's the key. That's the key. Yeah. He's. We're empowered by the Holy Spirit to be witnesses. Yes. If these guys aren't empowered, they are not that strong. No way. They just aren't. Yeah. You see. But He gives them power to re recall Scripture. Mm -hmm. He gives them power to put messages mm -hmm. together. Mm -hmm. He gives them power to lay hands on the mm -hmm. sick and they'll recover. Yeah. He gives them power to organize and to love each other and to yeah. forgive each other and to have a sharing of goods. Mm -hmm. All this empowerment comes through the invisible power of the person of the Holy yeah. Spirit. Boom. And then you look at where the Christian faith went in 100 years. Oh. It grew exponentially, almost double every year the time these guys started to come out and had the power of the Holy Spirit. Oh, yeah. It, the, the, you, that's where you can see it too in history. Oh, what happened? That's you know, and, and I'm telling you, it, once I started to really take a look at that, that's where you see this is this is no game. This is not a bunch. This is not a hoax. No, no. I mean, you know, if this you, is the truth. If you yeah. see the start of the first century, right. you hear nothing of Christianity. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Right. The first twenty third, nothing of Christianity. Yeah. Why is it at the end of that first century yes. you're getting there's a letter, uh -huh. there's a manuscript mm -hmm. written by a Proconsul, like a, a governor right. of Western of Eastern Turkey, what was called mm -hmm. Asia Minor then, right. and he's saying, "What am I going to do with all the expansion mm -hmm. of this group called yeah. Christians? Right. Mm -hmm. Should I imprison them? Right. They're not allegiance to Caesar." Well, he's writing this thing back to Rome. They have this thing. They have this letter. It's written by Pliny the Younger. What happened that this thing spread as far as the Eastern Empire yes. of the known kingdom then? They didn't do this by warfare. They didn't do this by forcing people under the threat of the sword. Mm -hmm. They didn't do this. They had no money to pay people to become Christians. Why did this thing take off like wildfire? Why? Because they saw a dying, rising Savior who empowered them with the Holy Spirit. That's 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 the only suitable explanation yeah. for the evidence. Yeah, and a majority of the disciples were mur murdered horribly. Yeah. You know, they were crucified, uh, you know, just murdered horribly, and they just kept going on their path. They didn't care anymore. They weren't cowards. Right. That in and of itself, you are not going to die the way they did for a lie. Yeah, exactly. There is no way, and especially because they were they were just cowards before this. Yeah. So really, that that is really important to look at. Not only are they cowards, but they even write about their cowardice. Yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. Judas betrayed him, yeah. sold him out. Peter yeah. denied him three times. Mm -hmm. The others scatter from him mm -hmm. at his moment of need. 
what he's praying in Gethsemane. His closest three are falling asleep mm-hmm. on him. They're they're arguing who's going to be the greatest in your kingdom. They don't get it. You know, yeah. they're weak men, but it's recorded. Why would you record the foul, the, the shortcomings yeah. of your leaders? If you're going to sell a car to somebody, the first thing when they come to look at your car, you're not going to tell them all the faults. Yeah. And, and, and that speaks of honesty. Yeah. But when you look at these guys, they went all, all, all over the world. Armenia, Ethiopia, Southern Arabia. That They went to Syria. They went to Persia. All over the world. I mean, there wasn't high, high tech. And, and there wasn't modes of transportation that made that easy on top of it. So just to think what those 12, 12, you know, 11 men did. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but anyway, th- that's the power of the Holy Spirit. Exactly and, right. Uh, I mean, there's no other way to look at it. And so we're going to see that once the Holy Spirit comes, it's game on. And that yeah. happens in chapter 2. Uh, they're in, it's the day of Pentecost that fully come, which is 10 days after uh-huh. Jesus' ascension. So mm-hmm. these 10 days. It came on a holy day, a ritualistic uh, annual uh, Holy Day yeah. of uh, Israel, which was Pentecost, mm-hmm. 50 days after uh, Passover. And now the Holy Spirit's coming, and he's coming with power because this has never happened before. So he's displaying himself, tongues of fire in the wind. But once they do that, they they go outside, and people are gathered because yeah. uh, Jerusalem is jam-packed at this mm-hmm. time because it's a high and holy day, Yeah, right? They go... Look at these men. They're speaking. We can understand what they're saying. Yeah. And he's saying, are, verse 13 says, are they drunk? Basically, are they full? You know, mm-hmm. and, and, and Peter said, he starts this famous, famous sermon, the first sermon, if you will. Mm-hmm. And he says, we are not drunk. Okay? Mm-hmm. Because to be drunk means you're under the control of a yes, substance. Of alcohol mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Your yeah. speech. Mm-hmm your thoughts, right. your motives, uh-huh. and to be drunk or f- to be filled with wine yes. is to be controlled by, we call it spirits. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. to be fi- you're controlled, your behavior, your speech, right. your stumbling. But in a similar fashion, to be filled with the Holy Spirit means to be controlled. It, your thoughts, yeah. your words, your motives, yeah. your walk. You understand? Yeah, I, I have a, the verse. Why don't oh. I just read it in Ephesians <clears throat> 5? So when you take a look at it... Um, you know, we are led by the Spirit, and the only way to be led is to follow God's command to be filled. So in Ephesians 5, 18, 20, mm-hmm. do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. So, uh, you know, somebody who's drunk with wine or alcohol is controlled and consumed by that, but somebody who is drunk in the Spirit is con- controlled and consumed by the Spirit, and that's what helps us live out our Christian lives. Exactly and, and right. And that's what God was referring to when he, when he mentioned that. Exactly right. And, and we, we, we can be controlled by things of the world, yeah. by voices and entertainment and, and mm-hmm. liquor and drugs, yeah. whatever, and that will affect our motives, our thoughts, our actions. Yeah. Or we can be controlled by the Holy Spirit. Right. If we, if we want to be uh, controlled by the Holy Spirit. Now, I want to look at something very interesting. You just quoted that verse, that command was written to a very spiritual church, the church at Ephesus, right? Mm-hmm. These were people that had the Spirit of God. Mm-hmm. But here he's saying you can be filled yeah. more with the Spirit of God. What does that mean? Well, when you accept Jesus Christ, you become a child of God, you have the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But when you want fullness of the Holy Spirit by walking in obedience to the Holy Spirit yeah. and by repenting of any known yes. sin in your life, 
you can be filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Simple definition. Mm -hmm. When you become a Christian, you have the Holy Spirit. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit has you. Yes. Do you understand this mm -hmm. difference? Very important. Let me show you how this works out. Yeah. We know on the day of Pentecost, all the apostles got the Holy Spirit, right? Yeah. The Holy Spirit came out. Mm -hmm. Look at several days later, perhaps weeks later, the apostles are now beaten because they've been preaching and uh, they come together and here's what they say in chapter 4. Where are you, Jen? Uh, Book of Acts. Okay. Okay. Now look um, how it, uh, chapter 4, it says, uh, maybe one, if you'd like to read from okay. 22 through 26, please. Okay. For the man was above 40 years. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Oh. Chapter Chapter 4, verse 23. 23, okay. Uh -huh. And being let go, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. And when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God, which has made heaven and earth and sea and all that in them is, who by the mouth of thy servant David hath said, why did the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? The king of the earth stood up and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. Okay, look at, the, look at this insight here. Yeah. These guys were just beaten up because they healed this guy, mm -hmm. right? And they're, they're, they've been told by the rulers, don't preach Christ anymore. They come together and they, they praise God, number one. You made the heaven and the earth and the sea. He's the creator. He's all-powerful. But they also understand prophecy. They're seeing how Psalm 2 is being worked out even in that very right, day. Right. Why do the heathens, nage, mm -hmm. Romans, Jews, the people pilot vain things? They're against not only your people, but against your Christ. Yeah. They're speaking against Christ. And then if you go down, it'll say... Verse 29, now, Lord, look on their threats. They're threatening the apostles. Mm -hmm. Grant your servants that with all boldness we might speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal, do signs and wonders, may be done through the name of our Lord, your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they had assembled together was shaken, and they were what? Filled with all the filled with the, they had been filled yeah and spoke now the word of god yeah. and then spoke the word of god boldly see that yeah. mm -hmm. they understood they had revelation right. they understood yeah. scripture isn't that something they understood yeah. the power of god yeah. they yeah. asked to be empowered by god yeah. and they were filled yeah. wow okay wow. that's the start of the church that's the start yeah. of the church right. so this to mm -hmm. us today tells me at any given time we can daily mm -hmm. you know ask god Fill us, Lord. Strengthen us in the inner man. Yeah. You know, like it said in the Old Testament, they were filled with wisdom, knowledge, right. and they were able to do artwork and sculpt. Mm -hmm. So, too, we can be filled. But I believe these are things God wants us to ask for him. God, Jesus says something very interesting in Luke 11. He says, you being evil know how to, you fathers being evil know how to give good gifts to your children. Okay? Uh, look at, we'll turn there, and I'll start wrapping this up. Look at, uh, Luke chapter 11, uh, verse 11 uh, through 13, if, if you have that. Okay. Which, which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Now this very... Yeah. He, he says... 
if a son asks for bread mm-hmm. from a father, in other words, if our children ask for something from us, yeah. we want to give it to them. We're not, if, they, if they say, oh, can I buy this book? We're not going to give them something toxic. Right. You know, he's saying that you're not going to give them the thing that's going to harm them. Mm-hmm. He says, verse 13, very important. If you be an evil, in other yeah. words, we earthly fathers who try to be good to our children, in comparison to our heavenly father, we're evil mm-hmm. by comparison, which is our. Mm-hmm. Know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more your heavenly father will give you what? The Holy Spirit. That's the greatest gift you can receive. Yeah. You know that? It's yeah. the greatest gift you can receive in this on this earth. To those That's that yeah. ask him. Right. Ask mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. What does the Bible say? We have not. Does he ask? Ask yeah. not. Right. If he's if if you if you a rich uncle dies and he leaves you a, an inheritance and all yeah. this money is in the bank and you yeah. got the bank book, yeah. but you never look at the bank book, right. you never make a withdrawal, right. whose fault is yeah. that? Yeah. Not the rich uncle that left you all this inheritance, but it would be on me or yeah. you because we didn't, you know, oh, yeah. look, I'm entitled to $10 million. Oh, look, at, and I just look at the book. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. It looked like a pauper. But if I go to the bank and make a receipt and they say, oh, let's see. Oh, yeah, it's signed by your uncle. Oh, yeah, here it is. Here, that's yeah. yours. Why do we live like spiritual paupers when God wants us to Good point. get these things? Yeah, and, and also also the money is fleeting. It goes like this, and we don't even know how long we're going to be on the planet. Yeah. You know, there's no guarantees you're going you're gonna to die in old age. And then what do you have? I, I love what you said. The best thing we can give our children, our family, is to have them understand what is in the Bible. Yeah. Pure and simple. That, that, that is what I have found out. This is the best, this is the best thing we can give them as they go out in their lives in the future and raise their kids this is what it's all about man it ain't about you know how much money they're going to make sure we want them comfortable able to pay their bills but this provides you the strength you need to handle adversity that will surely come because the enemy's flying around in this world yeah. we are not in heaven yet and that's the power that this gives you you're, you're exactly yeah. right there wanda any closing thought i i strongly recommend for those who <clears throat> have not yet received this precious gift called the Holy Spirit or the Comforter, I, I strongly challenge you to read and to seek this, this, the Lord, to seek his face. You need him. This life, the navigation of this life is so much simpler with him dwelling within you. Mm. Yeah. Good Amen point. You know, yeah. the simplicity of the gospel helps me to solve the complexity of this life. Yeah. Life is complex. And people that try to navigate it without a compass, without the Holy Spirit, without the Word of God, without the fellowship of fellow believers, yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. I mean, even on a practical yeah. level, how many the three of us in this room could write down yeah. where we prayed yeah. for a job, for a position, yeah. for yes. a, a yeah. housing situation, right. yeah. for a, a favor yeah. uh, with a yeah. community, with yeah. uh, a healing, with yeah. time and time. What if we didn't have that? We yeah. just go through life like... Try to do everything on your own. It's yeah, too no hard. Kid. No kid. Too and, hard. You know, and before, I mean, I never thought I'd be looking forward to hanging out with you cats uh-huh. on a Saturday uh-huh. versus watching a football game yeah. or doing something with the business. But now it's like, hey, that's become a priority because <laughs> that's really where you get the most that's right. fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Because the things in this world, I mean, who won the Super Bowl three years ago? Uh, yeah. Nobody knows. I mean, probably, probably the Bengals, <laughs> Patriots, I don't know. But I mean, what I get at is these things are fleeting, you know? They are. The important things are the important things. Yes. The main things. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Amen thank you again, everyone that tuned in this morning. Uh, this is uh, 89.1 Power Radio coming to you from Lorain, Ohio. 
Thank you, Wanda. Thank you, You're David. Great and to be next here. Next week we yeah. do have special guests yes. planned. Uh, Hope so. Perhaps Gerard yeah. Long will be That'd here, be, and Doctor Sang will make yeah. another appearance. And then we'll talk about the Trinity and some yeah. other things uh, as we study the Scripture. Terrific. So Wonderful. thanks again. God, God bless. bless you have guys. a great weekend. Great weekend.